0: So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start off by saying thanks to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt and I. And Matt, before I throw it over to you, I just want to make a few announcements. As you all know, you can see it in the title. We've been building up to this episode for a little while now. We've reached the milestone, episode 50. So I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who still tunes into our bi-weekly episodes I love hearing from you all and message me just saying you enjoyed the episode when you submit uh, answers to our Instagram stories, Facebook posts, etc., I love it. So thank you so much, everyone who's just still around and to the new people who have been tuning in lately who weren't around at the start. You know, I appreciate that a lot and I love to just grow the brand as much as possible. This, uh, This is a major episode for a few reasons. So another reason is that it's the last episode of 2020 which is, has been a crazy year. I'm so proud that we've been able to still pump out these episodes and provide some entertainment for you all. And another reason, arguably the biggest one, is that if you've been keeping track, it's your favorite co-host, Matt's 25th episode of Easy Conversation. So Matt, congratulations. I'm super happy to have you along for the ride. So now on that note, I will say, say what's up to the people, Matt
1: what's going on everybody <laughs> I didn't know it was my 25th episode strangely enough uh, I don't keep track like you do but uh, I'm I can't believe I've been in, on 25 shows it's, it's been a blast Eric and this year this year has been a strange year for everybody but personally for myself it just sped by really fast lots of things happening in my life just made it go by and this podcast has just made the year more enjoyable for me Eric I've never I haven't told you that but it's something I look forward to, and I love doing like the prep work. You know, if it's watching movies or other stuff, I just, I love like preparing for the show and I love doing it now. So I just want to say thank you and also echo what you said. Thank you, everybody listening like that. I just love here. I get, I hear some feedback and it just makes me really happy. I, like I, I really enjoy doing this, Eric.
0: Yeah, me too. It's like the the best homework I've ever gotten. You know, I, I me too. It's the same thing. I love prepping for these episodes and uh, it's like an it's been an essential hobby for me in like you said dealing with the pandemic and everything and just keeping it light and like a little something out, outside of work to do and uh, yeah, I know we look forward to keeping it going next year, which we already have a lot of episodes uh, topics lined up some mm-hmm. some big guests coming back just tease a little bit you know there's going to be some fan favorites coming back we're getting some new people on here there's going to be more matt and i you know we, we've got a lot coming for you so stay tuned but now for episode mm-hmm. 50 for this extremely long intro we'll be doing a christmas special episode so covering some christmas movies some family traditions a few other topics of discussions around the topic of Christmas, my personal favorite holiday and a lot of people's favorite time of year. Matt, we know you're a Halloween guy, but Christmas mm-hmm. is the best. So um, <laughs> Matt, you actually, you had the idea that we could start this episode off by going over a few of our top moments of the year, podcast related and or personal as well. So I will throw it off to you first. You can kick us off with uh, whatever you want to... Um, throw to the listeners about the year 2020 like you said which has been a crazy one
1: my favorite episode that we did this year was with our cousin sarah when we covered the fast and the furious franchise because one prepping for that show was a blast like and i just loved the format of that show going through each movie chronologically and talking about it and i thought we had a blast maybe it's because we were all in the room together or which i miss but uh that episode like if you haven't heard it go back and listen to it people like it's i loved it and i, I it's, it's something i want to do in the future like a fr- more franchise shows i'm a big fan of those and i loved that that was my favorite episode of the year okay.
0: so yeah. that was a good one yeah we'll make more franchise episodes happen for sure
1: um but like we had so many other good guests this year like you know like uh, your friend christine and um, um your friend m who was uh we talked about the, the mental health episode. Mm-hmm. That was love that show. And I, I'm not going to say what we have coming up, but like the, we have more of that stuff coming up and I just can't, I'm very excited already for it. And it might not even happen for a couple of months. So yeah. I don't know. How about you, Eric? What was your, like, what was your favorite or top, top three or. Yeah.
0: I mean, like I, I love all the episodes we, we've done this year. We've done some really good ones. And you mentioned a few of them that I had noted down, like the one with Klesin the Hogwarts one, Harry Potter episode there, because we all love Harry Potter. And like, that's a franchise I know inside out. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was really fun. The one with M. Gagnon as well, mental health and social media, super important. And I thought we did a good job at like dissecting that topic while keeping it light, while still addressing some heavy and serious topics. So that was a really good one. And the last one we just did, honestly, I love the format that we just did, Disney versus Pixar, and I'm happy with the outcome. If you haven't heard it, you can go back. I'm not gonna spoil how it ended up there, the final tally, but that was super fun, and it was. I think that's a format that we could also recreate down the road for some other, um, either artists or franchises, etc. We can, we'll figure something out. So I,
1: I love that format. I completely agree, Eric. That was. Honestly, and we got great feedback for that. I think yeah. people like the verses. Yes. Yeah. good debate.
0: And that was fun. Like you said, like we got, I got to go back and watch all those Pixar movies again. And I watched some Disney movies, Wreck It Ralph. Actually, it's on my list. I'm gonna throw it on next. Now I've, I've started to go back, and I took a like in watching Christmas movies and Disney and Pixar movies. I went to some really like cheerful, light good. movies. Now I'm going back to the dark, I guess. And, started this show called Your Honor that which is pretty intense. I don't know if you've heard of it with Brian Cranston, but
1: No, I have not heard of it. Wow. It's
0: pretty intense. So full one eighty from Disney and Pixar. But anyways, not gonna get into that. So yeah, those those would be the pod moments for sure. And just personally, like I just want to touch on like quarantine's been a super reflective period for me. Like identifying some personal goals, career goals that I want to reach in the next few years or so. I think it's been good to have this time to just look at look inward at ourselves and see what we want out of life and um just in the short term as well like how can we improve on a day-to-day basis like we're never going to get an opportunity like this i would think and hope honestly i don't want to go through another quarantine like this down the road but anyways roll with the punches so yeah that would be it for me there like uh Mm -hmm. so yeah good uh, 2020 recap
1: yeah yeah like to me 2020 went by like some people say went by slow i for personally it sped by for me and uh no i'm i'm not gonna say like what's i'm not even thinking about 2021 who knows what's gonna happen everyone's yeah. saying next year will be better or we'll only know when it happens basically
0: exactly and just take it day uh, by day yeah, yeah. enjoy and the I'm little excited. things you know yeah
1: exactly and i'm excited uh like, the questions we, the two questions you posted, I'm, I, I love, like, drawings, and I just, I can't wait to see, like, the outcome, and I'm just excited for that, too, because it's Christmas, you know, gift-giving, exactly. and, like, it's something we're going to keep doing in the future. It's something I like, like, once, once you, like, got me convinced, like, oh, we should do this, I'm like, you know what, that's a fab- fabulous idea, and the possibilities are endless, you know, Yep. so. I'm excited for that tonight.
0: Me too. Lebanese Santa Claus coming through. Let's go. So yeah, like Matt said, we got a couple of giveaways for this episode. So we're actually going to do the first one right now. It's part of our movie or Christmas movie segment of the episode. Mm -hmm. So we put up an Instagram story of um, what was your favorite Christmas movie? And thank you to everyone who submitted their answers. So we'll go over the submissions and then touch on the movies as we go along. So the first one was Home Alone. So that was friend of the program, Basam Issa's response, Justin Mocktinger, and fa- former coworker of mine, Felicia. Th- that was their submission. So, Home Alone, Matt, do you want to get the ball rolling on that one?
1: Yeah, Home Alone is my third favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, I, I don't remember a time where I didn't know it existed. Like, I probably watched the VHS at my babysitter's house when I was super young. I know all the dialogue. I know the movie by heart and Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern as Harry and Marv. Comic gold. And the ending never gets old to me, like them getting heard and all the stuff they do. It's just I cannot stop laughing. Classic moments. I don't need to explain how awesome it is. We all know it yeah. it's awesome. And
0: Yeah, I agree with everything you said, Matt. It's just yeah. like slapstick gold and it's yeah. it holds up to this day. Like we're, we're not young kids anymore, but we still can't help but laugh at that. Final scene, to me, is all time. And just like the in- ingenuity of this kid to be able to manhandle these goons, essentially. <laughs> but it's yep. just always classic to watch. Yeah, I mean, you kind of put yourself in that situation. I don't know if you do this, Matt, but every time I watch, I just know I'd be terrified. Not a chance I could... Hold, uh, hold my own against these two burglars, right? But yeah. you just love to live vicariously through Kevin in that moment. There's a bunch of good quotes in there. Like an all-timer to me is when Kevin's uncle looks at him after he's just spilt the the milk everywhere and like yeah. made a huge mess in the kitchen. The <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. It's like as if this guy's <laughs> talking to his nephew like that. Yeah. And then another one, which I didn't write down the whole thing there, but just the whole mythology of the South Bend Shovel Slayer's gold. The way Buzz says it. Yeah, exactly. classic, yeah. That's a classic, like, older sibling or older cousin story to tell (laughs) to scare your little brother or cousin or whatever there. Mm -hmm. Classic.
1: I just love the part where where, uh, Marv or Daniel uh, Harry... I don't forget, I forget which one's which. Well, he sticks his head in the dog, in the doggy door, <laughs> yeah. and then Kevin's there with the BB gun, like,
0: hello. <laughs> shoots Classic. <laughs> who, who gets it worse, you think? Like, their uh, whole journey into the house, right? Like, I think it's...
1: I think... No, you go, go first. No, go
0: ahead. Go ahead.
1: Uh, Daniel Stern, Daniel Stern in the basement, like, when he steps on the nail, oh to my me, that's God, the worst. I the know. nail is like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Just stepping on the tar as well. And then he has to go back up again after he's already stepped on the nail. So that must have, like, skin must have gotten stuck on that tar on the second time up, right?
1: But Eric, quickly, just back to what you said, like, what would you do? Like, I've always, the scene where uh, Kevin's shoplifting or he's scared and he steals the toothbrush... He should have just waited for the cop to catch him and explain the situation, but then we wouldn't have gotten the movie. Exactly. But I, I always thought I would have went to the cops and tried every day, walked to the police station. Like, you know, that's a little too logical, though, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> not, not, wouldn't have made for as, as good of a movie, but yeah, it's the, the realist's approach. So, yeah, thanks for the Home Alone love. So, the second one was A Christmas Carol. So, that was our Uncle Pat's movie as well as your mom's Mary so Christmas Carol I've never seen this movie Matt do you care to speak to it as well
1: so my mother told me she my mom's talking about the 50s version but it's it's the story we all know with Ebenezer Scrooge so there's like Mm. 20 variations of this movie like there's the one with Bill Murray called Scrooged Mm -hmm. in the 90s that one's phenomenal but my mom's pick the um the 1951 a christmas carol because we had the vhs and we would watch i would watch that as a kid with her and it's it's that classic story of he's super mean gets visited by the three angels at night like the no the ghosts of christmas present past and future and like reflecting on his life then he wakes up and he's a happy person in the morning very like generous it's it's a super old story and that version's really good though. Okay. So great picks. Great for uh, our uncle and my mom.
0: I'll have to mix it in then. I've mm-hmm. never seen it, but I have seen Scrooge. Actually, I saw it for the oh, first yeah. time this year. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Same thought movie. it was really good. Yeah. And it is. Um, yeah, I mean, that actually wasn't anybody's submission, so we can kind of just get into that movie right away. Okay. I thought that Bill Murray's transition towards being a more caring person and having more Christmas spirit or love of Christmas would have happened sooner in the movie. Like maybe at the halfway mark, I didn't expect it to be at the end of the movie. Like it is, which I mean, and it's, I was kind of confused because it's fueled by his own desire to not die. Right. Because he sees himself down the road in the coffin that if he keeps going down this path, he's going to die. Right. So that's kind of what triggers him to change his perception Of Christmas and the world for that matter. That being said, though, the final scene in his speech is phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. And I thought there were a lot of good messages and takeaways from that that are applicable to everyday life, right? Not just Christmas. Like you should seek to be good and giving and caring the whole year rather than just this holiday season
1: very well said eric and i love scrooge because it expands on all the versions of a christmas carol because a christmas carol most of the action takes place with the ghost but in scrooge you get like more backstory and like the whole like tv production angle like there's just more in scrooge mm-hmm. they expand on the story so and i love bill murray i watch him in anything so That's yeah it's scrooge though is not one i pop in every year for some reason it's not one i'll watch every year i have like I said, Home Alone is my number three, and I'll talk about the top two after, but Scrooge is not in my Christmas rotation. <laughs> yeah,
0: same here. It might be going yeah. forward, though, but we'll see. Yeah. Like I know what you mean, though. It's it's not your traditional Christmas movie, right? So maybe that's why mm-hmm. you don't throw it in. I don't know. So the next movie was another holiday classic, Elf. So oh, yes. That was the homie Zane's submission, our aunt, Tante Nicole. And also fellow former co-worker of mine, Angela Ramirez, so thank you for the submissions. Elf, I thought I'd get way more, to be honest. Three people. I thought that would be, well, like, I, the number one. I
1: have something to say on that, actually. Not a uh, fan? It's the dark no, night of I, Christmas movies? I, I love Elf, okay. but I've been talking all week to my coworkers about Christmas movies to get their intake. And a lot of the older people I work with, like in their 40s and 50s, they do not like Elf. They think it's overrated and it's not a great movie, and I was shocked because I'm like, you, I love Elf, but they're all like, yeah, it's not that great. I'm like, what? But <laughs> I, I thought everyone liked Elf.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my mom hates <laughs> Will Ferrell and she loves Elf, so that should just tell you. you like know. it's I think one of his most universally loved movies, mm-hmm. right? Compare like you got your others like Step Brothers, uh, Talladega Nights, Anchorman, etc. But Elf, I think, is one that. If, even if you dislike Will Ferrell, you'll still enjoy it because there's some good lighthearted comedy and a yeah. good story. It goes by pretty quickly, easy to follow, good morals, and um,
1: yeah, all right. ages. It's for all ages. Uh, directed by John Favreau, who's a f- great director in my opinion. Oh, like yeah. he knows how to make a good movie, so good storyteller too. So I don't get the the overrated. Maybe because everyone loves it, then some people thought it was cool to hate it because everyone loves it, right? Yeah. So. No, Elf to me has all those classic lines that I remember, you know, because I've watched that movie since I was 12. So I don't know. Love Elf. I don't watch it all the time, though. I don't want to like over uh, overwatch it and be like tired of it because I don't think Elf is in the same league as like a Home Alone where, well, it might be, but I don't know. I find Home Alone more timeless. OK, interesting. Um, for for us, yeah.
0: like Elf gets thrown on every year. It's a, oh, okay. It's a must. OK, for sure. A nice subtle, like, little um, tidbit, I guess, in those movies, in Elf, is when, like, James Kahn, I don't know if you've noticed, like, no one shakes his hand when he offers to shake his hand in the movie. Like, whenever he's meeting with executives, like, his boss, and then Mm. whenever he meets with um, Miles Finch, the ace writer that they call in last minute, like, he goes to shake his hand, he just goes like, yeah, where's the then Hands him the envelope full of cash, like he won't shake his hand, just wants the money. Just no one really respects his character, no one likes him because he's just a, a heartless bastard who pulls books out of orphanages, <laughs> right? Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, it's, a, it's a little thing, uh, cool. Got to throw it on every year to catch those little things, yeah.
1: No, you've probably seen it more than you've seen it more than I have, then
0: S- seen it many times, yes.
1: Yeah, but James Con's is great, James Kahn is great, <laughs> I love it, and the scene with um. Peter Dinklage as Miles
0: uh, Finch. Yeah. I forget. Thank you. Great <laughs> scene. That is great. It's gold. <laughs> uh, you no, know, I love Elf. So the next movie was Charlie Brown Christmas from Daniel Roloch. So I've never seen Charlie Brown Christmas. Have you seen it, Matt?
1: Probably when I was a kid, or I when I was. A, I can't remember anything about it. Okay. So, yeah, I know some people. It's like a. Tradition Throw it on every year Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving Charlie Brown's Christmas Okay Or all the specials Basically so
0: Yeah I know. I mean thanks for the submission But Nothing to add right now So the next one was Home Alone 2 From Zane again as well We're only counting that As Ooh. one submission though But Thank you for the two answers So Home Alone 2 I've seen it for the first time This year And I've heard I'd heard a lot of things about it That people loved this movie So I Like kind of high expectations but still kept them tampered and I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it I thought it was really good I mean obviously it's a little repetitive in that you kind of get the same plot again where Kevin escapes I guess his family or is forgotten by his forgotten by his family that'd be more accurate right like How do you lose your kid in the airport like that? Like, you'd think you'd be taking extra precautions given what had just happened the year before or however many Mm -hmm. years before. You'd Mm -hmm. think they'd have him, like, super glued to the mom or dad's hand whenever they're in such that kind of setting. So, like, obviously a little unrealistic that he's able to, like, swipe. He gets his father's credit card and checks into a fancy hotel and... But again, you're there for the slapstick, which again, the final act at the end is even more over the top <laughs> than in the first one, but i s- and it's it's super unrealistic like you, these guys would be dead if they actually went through the things that Kevin made them go through in the end, but you can't help but kind of laugh and it it's it's entertaining I, I like Ricks and also, I just want to add the bird lady just cracked me up her first few <laughs> appearances where she's just like super. Ominous and like scary <laughs> killed me, and then obviously, there's the touching um moments with her later in the movie, there where mm-hmm. she's humanized. But oh yeah. my god, I was <laughs> dying her first few scenes.
1: No, I'm uh, when Marv or it is Marv Daniel's turn is Marv in the movie. Yeah. When Marv gets like electrocuted and it's like, Aah! and yeah. his face turns <laughs> into a skeleton, yeah. I die every time, and when he's chucking bricks at them from the roof um that is especially but so Ho- yeah but home alone 2 is is like it it answers the age-old debate of like what a sequel should be should it be take the first movie do the same thing but with a twist or should it be go completely completely in a different direction obviously home alone 2 takes it and just like adds a little twist to it but it's the same movie and i think that's why i was successful like financially and with viewers because it's it's more of the same callbacks to the original in there too. And just, it's exactly like the first one really. And the first one was great. So why not do the exact same thing? Um, what you can't really do past number two, like the third one couldn't have done that. It doesn't work forever. Um, no, I like the scenes in the, like in the hotel with uh, Tim Curry as the, the hotel manager trying to get them. Mm-hmm. And did you notice Rob Schneider yeah, as the bellboy? Yeah. And, uh, I feel like it drags a little it's a little longer than the first one the pace I mean like it doesn't Mm. flow as as fast Um, but no you you would think they would have Kevin on a leash or something (laughs) exactly um, but I guess making the plane was way more important than making sure Kevin was with them. Terrible uh, parents, like, yeah.
0: actually the worst. When they're being interrogated at the either the airport or at the police station, they're kind of making a joke about the situation that it's not the first time they lose their kid. I couldn't believe it. As yeah. if, if those were, if that was my parents in that situation, no chance they're cracking jokes. And I get it, it's a movie, but still, like, come on, lady. Mm-hmm. Kevin! Like, I got know, <laughs> it's wild, but... <laughs>
1: No, and the like the scenes where he's shopping, getting the limo and the pizza in New York, and he's like has all the money basically. Like that's, that's like a fantasy, you know. Do whatever you want in the one of the greatest cities on earth. Yeah. So, no, it, but is is Zane saying it's he likes this more than the first one? So he just I submitted, submitted right? them.
0: No explanation. Just those were his okay. two. But I'm I would assume so if Home Alone Two was part of the answer and not right. Home Alone One. Exactly. So
1: that's a that's a. Um, that's not a common opinion, so uh, I don't know. I mean, a hot take would be Home Alone 3 is better than 1 <laughs> and 2, so I, we're not going to get into that.
0: Never seen it. Don't plan on <laughs> it, so.
1: Yeah, we don't have to talk about it, and especially not the fourth one.
0: God, I didn't I, know there I've was seen, a fourth one. Which
1: I've seen. <laughs> Anyways.
0: Because I know it's the third one is with another kid, right? Macaulay Culkin yeah. isn't the kid. In the, Cor- correct. And I, I'm assuming yeah. not the fourth one either.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, no
0: god that's good yeah <laughs> so thank you for that the next submission was from my bro zach so his favorite christmas movie is the santa claus
1: oh i like
0: that so i can speak to that one because it's okay. it's up there for me too like it's probably my favorite christmas movie as well because that's one we watch every year i've watched it since i'm a kid and i appreciate the santa claus one and two even more now as an adult. Like, there's stuff that you can understand as a kid. Like, seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Just, like, some good, I guess, creativity of a child. And, like, the fanta- understanding of the fantastic in them. So, but, like, stuff like sarcasm. Completely o- way over my head. And, like, when I'm watching these movies as a kid. But now as I'm older, I'm getting everything here. And I just, uh, there's a little scene that I never understood as a kid. But now, obviously, I, I get it. So, it's when give a quick recap. So when Charlie's at his school and brings his parents to, bring your parents to work day, and then he tells his whole class that he thinks his dad is Santa Claus, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. They all get brought into the principal's office, his father, his mother, and his, mother, his father-in-law, I guess, Neil, the psychiatrist. And then he asks, Neil asks Scott, Scott, what's the last thing you and Charlie did before you went to bed Christmas Eve? And then Scott goes on and lists... We shared a bowl of sugar, did shots of brown liquor, fed my shotguns, field dressed a cat, looked for women. Like in my mind, that's what they actually did the Christmas Eve when I was a kid, right? Like I didn't understand that he was just joking around, right? Yeah. And that, like, there's a bunch of other lines like that that I find really funny now and appreciate a lot more. Gem of a movie. I love Santa Claus.
1: That's a mark of a good movie, though, where there's stuff for adults and kids. Without going overboard. No, I love the Santa Claus too. I just, maybe in the last 10 years, I kind of like stopped watching it all the time. It was more like when I was a kid and a teenager. But uh, Tim Allen's phenomenal as the title character. And no, it's just a a good feel-good movie. And you feel bad, like the whole like custody, like
0: Mm -hmm, of
1: course no one's going to believe him. And like poor Charlie's, like (laughs) the whole like taking the kid away thing. And I don't know,
0: it's, it's deep. See, so many layers to it and all that stuff. I didn't really under- mm-hmm. really get as much as a kid as well, so... Mm-hmm. Layers to the onion.
1: Yeah, and then Neil always has, like, a nice shirt on or whatever. That's <laughs> the ongoing joke.
0: The Neil Scott <laughs> dynamic is gold. And that stuff, like, again, that I'm just not picking... I don't know what I was picking up on as a kid, but just watching it now, I just appreciate literally almost every single scene. It's super <laughs> funny. So I would definitely recommend The Santa Claus 1 and 2, which can get into later so thank you zach the next submission was from our cousin sarah so she had two movies as well so the grinch and so the grinch with jim carrey and a rom-com called the holiday oh yeah so matt maybe uh, you want to speak on those movies i guess the holiday as well
1: yeah i'll speak on the holiday that's with like uh, kate winslet jude law Cameron Diaz and, oh shoot, who's the fourth? Who's the other actor in there? Maybe Jack Black. I know Jack Black's, I think maybe Jack Black's the fourth. Yeah, Jack Black. It's like couples that switch houses and then they meet like England and the the US and then they they meet like, they both start a relationship with this other person. It's really, it's a really well-made movie actually. It's good. It's funny. Uh, I don't know. I've seen it like twice maybe, a while ago, so... It is a good movie, though. I can attest to that. The Holiday. Uh, the Grinch. I mean, I saw that in theater when I was a kid. It kind of, like, didn't scare me, but it was a little, like, intense. Oh, you know, for when they're all bully- sure. When they're all bullying him and they, like, they invite him to the town hall and then they just, like, make fun of him. And he just gets pissed off. Like, who hasn't that... That's happened to everybody in life where you just get, like, pissed off and you're, like... You get mad. And the whole, like... The Last Act, which is pretty much the Dr. Seuss book, is classic. And I don't know, the Grinch is really, really good. And Jim Carrey nails it, by the way. Like, not much you can say wrong about his performance. Um, Yeah, what are your thoughts on the Grinch? I'm curious, actually. To me,
0: the Grinch, honestly, is not really a Christmas classic that we throw on as a family every year, especially the Jim Carrey version. Like, I've seen it a handful of times, but I was never a, a huge fan as a kid. And I think... I might have been a little scared as a kid. Shocker, if you've heard this pod before. Yeah, I mean, it was never really for me. And I like, we watch the animated version a lot more than the live action. And I I like the the animated version for sure. But no, it's like now every year we'll throw on like Santa Claus, Home Alone, Elf. Those are the big three in our Mm -hmm. household. The Grinch does not make the cut. And I mean, I I understand a lot of people love the Grinch, but it's not really, it's not for me.
1: I'd easily put like 12 movies before the Grinch for Christmas. There's a lot of Christmas movies out there, like hundreds.
0: Mm -hmm. But how many good ones
1: though? Good ones, maybe 20, 30. And that's including horror movies, which I'll lightly touch upon after. The Thing, number one? Uh, If it was Christmas, yeah, it'd be number one. (laughs) And think of all the Hallmark movies. I know you're familiar with those now, right? Yeah. I still, TV movie. still
0: waiting. Actually. Oh, okay. I got, can
1: you give us an update? I
0: actually can. I've, I had this uh, prepared that I was going to give an update on this. So actually one of the movies, I if you follow the pod, like it's a well-documented tale that I've appeared as an extra in two movies. The Exchange and On the Count of Three, still in post-production, so they haven't been released yet. But yesterday, I woke up to an extremely encouraging update on On the Count of Three. So, something you can look forward to in the year 2021 is that on January 28th, mark this down, Sundance Film Festival, On the Count of Three, will be premiering then. So, look for me in either theaters or... Netflix down the road, streaming platforms. I'm coming for you. Hopefully, my scene makes it in the movie, and if it does, best believe you're gonna be seeing it everywhere. So, that's my <laughs> awesome. update, real quick. Not didn't want to make this about me. It was organic. So yeah, I mean, I'm very happy to see there's progress on that front. That isn't a hallmark yeah. movie, and even the other one isn't either. But I do okay. know what it's like to film in around like Christmas time. So. We'll see uh, See what happens. But that's definitely another goal I have, 2021. I want to be in, like, get a couple more extra gigs. Anyways, we, we can move that's on. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll move on. I'll be, like, pausing each frame to try to see you in the background. But uh, and <laughs> enough of that. It's a tracking um,
0: shot. I'll be clearly visible. Oh, okay. they, it's, it was a cool. one take. Cool. So that's the thing. The cool. scene has to be kept in. in. The director's cut, the Snyder cut I, I might be in there. <laughs> but anyways, so thanks, Sarah, for the Grinch and the Holiday. Um, so the next submission was from our cousin, actually Sarah's brother, Dylan. His favorite Christmas movie is A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding, It's a great movie. What I've heard, Matt, have you seen this or?
1: Never seen it.
0: No, neither have I. And I don't even know if it's great.
1: Is it about the, it's about like the British family, right? Royal family, the wedding? I have no idea. No, like it's how Harry and uh, Harry um, and Meghan met, I think. It's like a fictionalized version of how they met. Okay. Don't People don't quote me on that. That's just me trying to remember. But like, you know, Meghan Markle and Harry? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Wow. I've never seen it. I can't say if it's good or bad.
0: Well, we'll have to get Dylan here to give us a rundown on it.
1: He would be a good guest. I'd love to get Dylan on yeah, here one day. Trust me, I've if tried. he's not too busy. The man's yeah. elusive he is busy
0: he is busy indeed one day 2021 big year coming up folks (laughs) so our last submission was actually from our grandmother grandmama merci oh wow so her favorite christmas movie is the sound of music thoughts knew
1: that was coming knew that was coming (laughs) it's the sound of music literally nothing wrong with that movie i mean it's like one best picture in 1965 at the oscars it's it's timeless. The song everybody knows. This even if you haven't seen the movie, you'll know a couple of the songs. Julie Andrews as the main character is phenomenal, and Christopher Plummer as the as the the von Tra- the father. He's great Canadian actor right there. Phenomenal. Uh, I don't know. I can't really. You you've actually have, you've been to the city, right, Eric?
0: Yep, Anyways. Salzburg.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Yep. Um, Beautiful like, just,
1: city be- and country exactly the movie's beautiful to look at and and i know our grandmother eric watches it every year and she's she's seen it more times than i mean longer than we've been alive easily like twice that long for sure so
0: so. great movie i also really enjoy sound of music actually when we were in salzburg it played on this one channel on a loop so we saw it a bunch of times there and uh, my mom's a big fan of sound of music as well so i've, I've seen it a handful of times as well and great stuff excellent so yeah i mean that was it for our movie submission so that would lead us to our first giveaway so again this will be a merch item of your choice when you hear your name called now whoever wins can get in touch with matt or myself and we'll walk you through the process of getting exactly what you want where you want it on what etc so I've assigned a number to every person who's given a submission and have placed them in a random number generator from 1 to 13. These results are not being tampered with. I'm going to hit generate once and we'll have a winner. So, without further ado, the first winner of the Easy Conversations Episode 50 giveaway is Zane. Oh, congratulations! So, awesome. Congratulations. And we will be, well, you'll be getting in touch with us and we will be getting you your merch in a timely fashion when you decide exactly what you want. So congratulations, Zane, on the, the dub. It's a big play. So yeah, thank you, for thank you to everyone who submitted a um, response. So um, yeah, it was fun to go over the movies. Were there any other movies, Matt, that you wanted to touch on before we moved yeah. on?
1: just quickly like uh my top uh, they haven't been mentioned my top two favorite ones and one of them i've been watching since grade nine because a project that year was present a movie and talk about it and this kid brought up a christmas movie up in class and it was uh the national lampoon's christmas vacation okay. i didn't even know what that was and then he showed us a clip in class and then right away that chris like that year i watched christmas vacation and i've been watching it ever since and I know every line like I, I, that movie is just plays in my I could play it in my head if I wanted to. Um, love it. Chevy Chase comic genius in that movie. Everything about it. And you got like young actors that weren't known at the time that are in there like uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in there. And uh, Johnny Galecki, who plays Leonard on Big Bang Theory, is the son. You got Juliet Lewis in there, too. I mean, every and Cousin Eddie, re, played by Randy Quaid, is great. Uh, I don't know. I love Christmas Vacation. Have you seen it, Eric?
0: Yeah, I saw it for the first yeah. time this year. Actually, it's Andy's favorite Christmas movie as well. Uh, so she's excellent. a big fan. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I really liked it as well. I thought it was super funny. Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. super funny. And I did not recognize um, the actor who plays Leonard. She told me, yeah. she asked me if I knew who it was and I had no <laughs> idea. But then as soon as she said it, you kind of see it. You see But it. I never yep. would have guessed that was him. So Yeah, you
1: do see it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it for sure. Good. And I think if I'd and, seen it as a kid, like a younger kid, I would have loved it for sure. For like, sure. Yeah.
1: You would have nostalgia for it, which I do. Yeah. My number, my favorite Christmas movie of all time though is It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. The black and white film with Jimmy Stewart. I, that one I've been watching since 2011. So it's almost been 10 years in a row. And it gets, I, I've, I've fallen in love with that movie. And it has a super impactful message about like life. And I'm not going to get into it because I could be here all day, all night talking about it. But like, if you just watch the last scene and the final message and what happens in the movie, like it's a story about karma, basically. Like this year and this year, I'm going to be lucky enough to go to the theater to go see it on the 23rd because they're showing it at the Mayfair, Ottawa. So I already got my ticket for that. I'm pumped on the big screen. What I love about this movie is the message and the, the way I feel after this movie ends is like indescribable feeling of joy. And that's that's all I'm gonna say about it. I just get like full goosebumps and I'm just super happy after the movie ends. And it just makes me like cheerful. So okay. those who have seen it know what I'm talking about and I mean, even if you haven't seen it, you kind of seen clips. Like they play it all the time on T V and the whole like what if what if you disappeared? What would happen to everybody around you in your life? Like how did you impact everybody around you mm-hmm. during your life and what happens if you just disappeared one day, basically uh anyways that's all i'm gonna say a masterpiece
0: okay i've never seen it but i should definitely throw it on because now i'm done watching all the christmas movies really on the list except for one which was not mentioned by anybody die hard but oh. <laughs> um that's yeah, we're gonna watch that on christmas day so it's kinda- excellent
1: So it is a Christmas movie, Eric, because people like argue till they're blue in the face about that. Oh,
0: for sure. Well, for us, anyways, it is. We watch it every year around Christmas time, so it it is for us.
1: I agree too. Yeah,
0: one of the better, one of the best action movies too. So it's a double threat, and it's super funny, triple threat. Um, another movie of mine that I mentioned a little earlier was Santa Claus Two. For me, is also one of my favorite Christmas movies. I think it's a great sequel, a uh, Toy Story Two esque sequel, which I rewatched after we did the Pixar Disney episode. Such a good movie, man. I mean, I sh- I would have fought harder had I rewatched it before the movie. But anyways, Zootopia. Anyways, so um. It's an unreal movie, like obviously an unrealistic love story in there, like he needs to find his Mrs. Claus before the decentification process happens mm-hmm. and then he isn't Santa Claus anymore. Anyways, you still love it the whole time. Great comedy, Tim Allen is hilarious, and um, so many classic scenes, like to me, the the secret Santa scene, if you remember that, at the, the party yep. at the school is all time, the blind date with that wing nut. I don't know if you remember that, where she just gets up and starts like singing and dancing and she's, like, she's trying to make it into the singer-songwriter industry.
1: <laughs> I forget that.
0: Yeah, the, yeah. That's the kind of stuff you keep to yourself on a first blind date, but anyways, who knows <laughs> to each their own. Toy oh, Santa, brilliant. he's like, he's pretty funny, he can be annoying to some, but I mean, he has his moments like when he absolutely wrecks the elves at uh, Tinsel Football. That's a classic scene. That's yeah. uh, just, A lot of other good moments there. I don't need to go on. But again, more dialogue that didn't really catch as a kid. Like when he's talking to his family about, like, needing to meet someone, and then his ex-wife says, like, oh, I'm going to go through my old book and see who is still single out there and who isn't too shallow. And then his son, Charlie, says, yeah, Dad, and there's a ton of divorced moms at my school who will go out with anybody. And then he goes, well, as (laughs) promising as this all sounds, like, it's obviously not promising, so anyways, over my head as a kid. But uh, it's good good. stuff, and I would definitely recommend Mm -hmm. the Santa Claus 1 and 2. Only seen the third one once, and I remember hating it, so I'm not going back there.
1: I have never seen part 3. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you liked it. Okay. No. Yeah. no. no. Santa Claus 2 I think is underrated. Big time underrated. Yeah. Because I remember I I I think I remember watching it with you you and your brother actually, like when we were Sounds younger. Sounds about right. It's a really it it is really really good. And Charlie's played by the same actor? Yep. Yeah, in all three movies. So good. Like you like to see that. Mhm. For sure. You don't um, see that often. No. Do you have any other movies, Eric? Um,
0: no. Oh, okay. Yes. So this I wrote this down. So I got a couple more. Yeah. I have one more.
1: So you go for Yeah.
0: So this we threw on the other day. Andy and I and had like you know what I mean. I've watched um, Billy Bob Thornton in a few things like Fargo, <laughs> Goliath. I've, I enjoy his comedic style and delivery. Yeah. Threw on Bad Santa, you know, you hear good things about it. My mom wasn't a fan, mm-hmm. but my dad liked it, and I had heard from a few people it was pretty good. So I'm like, okay, throw this on. I like Billy Bob. <laughs> oh, my God, we hated it, man. Painful. 25 minutes in, we looked at each other like, what is going on in this movie? We we can't commit to this. Like, it was horrible. And yeah. I, I, we did not like it at all. And I, to wow. to me, it was just like over-the-top gratuitous explicit humor that wasn't even funny to begin with i think like f-bombs for the sake of f-bombs isn't humor isn't comedy and over the top like trashing someone's home he's stealing a benz from someone in a valet parking lot for no purpose
1: you're kind of just following him along there's not really like an arc happening or a story it's just i agree in that aspect eric
0: yeah i know if there was an arc we didn't want to stick around and find out about it. So
1: you only watch half an hour?
0: 25 minutes.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, Bad Santa, I rented it when I was 13, probably shouldn't have been allowed, but I remember loving it as a teenager because it was cool like, oh, they're swearing in this movie and it's vulgar, but I did watch it. It was playing on uh, it was playing in the lunchroom at work the other day and we all watched like 20 minutes of it and you know what? It did, I don't think it aged that well. No. Way. I got a little little tired of it. It was like, okay, We get your shtick, but after a while, I was like, okay. Like, the scenes with the kid, the kid's very repetitive. I mean, I hope you got that far, the little kid that keeps annoying him. I only saw the kid once when he sees him
0: in the mall when he sits on his lap.
1: He starts living with the kid, and the kid starts bugging the crap out of him. And he starts to have feelings for the kid, like he starts liking him and taking care of him. But no, uh, that movie probably suffers from not aging well and not being... It came out at a time where stuff was more crude and now it just doesn't it didn't age well
0: and you know what like I like crude humor like f-bombs and stuff I think are funny but when you're just throwing Mm. them in there with the sole purpose of getting a laugh because it's an f-bomb or whatever Mm. it just doesn't have that impact and it's kind of it comes off as lazy humor right? right and it just wasn't enough like maybe yeah as a kid you find like I would laugh back in Seinfeld episodes when a character says you bastard like to me that was funny when i was like nine but yeah watching it now i still laugh because i was you know it's sentimental but i mean it's just like in bad santa seeing it for the first time like you got to come up with something better than that and to me it was didn't give us a reason to want to keep going yeah uh
1: i'm just gonna mention a couple christmas horror movies and there's a ton of those but like the ones the two that i watch all the time are well, all the time. One came out like four years ago only, but Krampus, mm. which is the recent one. I It's, it's a new classic for me. It's great. And the other one is Black Christmas from 1974. Not to be confused with the two remakes that came out recently. Okay, um, That's a classic, like Black Christmas, the original, like pretty much is one of the first slasher movies. And it inspired a lot of, it had a lot of imitators basically. So it was very, it's a very important movie and it's, Canadian movie as well. So, Black Christmas and Krampus. And funnily enough, the director of Black Christmas directed a, the movie A Christmas Story, which is a Christmas classic mm. to a lot of people. No one no one submitted it, but maybe that's because our, our listeners are like a younger generation and A Christmas Story, I find more adults will bring that up to me, like older people, older adults, because it came out in like 78, I believe, or in the 80s. So you've heard of a christmas story yeah, though right of course okay so same director as black christmas and okay. black christmas phenomenon it's like sorority house they're getting obscene phone calls people start dying good stuff <laughs> so no i'm glad we got some We, i'm surprised the variety of movies we got i i thought we'd only get them the same four or five movies but we got a little more variety than i thought so that's good
0: yeah, me too. I thought, like I said, I yeah. thought it'd be a lot more Home Alones, more Elves, maybe more Santa Clauses too. But, and I thought we'd get some Christmas vacations. I'm surprised me no too. one submitted that. But I'm shocked, actually. Yeah, I agree with that. But thank you everybody for the submissions, and uh, hope you got a chance to watch many of these movies. And if not, well, just crush them before Christmas. By the time this is out. So for the next segment, I thought we could go over like some gifts we've received in the past, and maybe start us off Matt with like. When did you find out that Santa Claus isn't real? Just a little, uh, if you remember and want to share. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I was fairly young. I, I figured it out for myself because I, I know some families do the, um, they write down, they have gifts from mom and dad and then gifts from Santa written on the, the ticket, on the sticker. Mm -hmm. We never did that in our family. It was just gifts with our name on it. So When I was super young, I thought they were from Santa. But the more and more I thought logistically about it and maybe seeing, like, gifts in, like, the basement, I think I probably found some. And then I just figured it out right away. Like, okay, well, it's logistically not possible, so it has to be my dad doing all this. And one time we got a huge gift. It was, like a big Fisher Price kitchen set, like that thing isn't fitting anywhere through the chimney in a bag or anything. Like he didn't even wrap it, he put a big blanket over it because it was so massive. So like, I I think that sealed it. And I knew there was no Santa Claus. What about you?
0: Very, yeah, so that's some good detective work. Well, I was also young. (laughs) I was three and I wanted an Oscar Mayer weenie whistle. Christmas came, no weenie whistle. And that's when I stopped believing. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, that's from the Santa Claus. So actually, I wasn't actually three. <laughs> I was, uh, I think I was I in like grade died. four. So it would have been nine or 10, probably 10. And I remember being devastated when I found out. Like I kept pushing my mom and asked her, like, oh, Santa's not real. Like I had heard kids say it at school. So, I mean, it was in the air, and I didn't want to believe it, so I just kept pushing her, and she kept saying no, like, that he is real. And then she thought, I guess I was ready to find out, and she said, yeah, he's he's not real. I just broke down, like, straight tears. Oh, no. So that was a a tough moment, but I bounced back. Turned out all right, despite that. But... (laughs) So, yeah, no, that was it, and um, I think I wanted, like, my brother to keep believing for years. Like, I didn't, I didn't want him to find out as, well, as soon as I knew, so I just kept pushing, like, oh, yeah, Santa's real and stuff. You know, just good older brother things.
1: That is good, yeah. And
0: so, uh, now we can segue into, like, some cool gifts that we got there. Like, obviously, we don't need to go through a full rundown, but just, like, what are some classics that you remember that you cherish a lot and uh, look back at like, Oh, those are some of my favorite moments of during Christmas. Like some of my favorite gifts kind of thing.
1: Well, yeah, the most memorable one. And I don't know if this is a cheap answer, but is when my uncle bought me a Nintendo 64, my very first video game console. And I remember just from that day forth, like that Christmas day, playing on the N64 all the time and discovering that video game world. And it really, like, I still remember to that day, like that Christmas and what games I got. And, what I was playing in it. No, it was super memorable for me getting the N64 in. Um, probably like it was something my parents were like avoiding buying me because they're like, I don't want they don't want me to get hooked on video games, but then my uncle got it. So I was like, oh, too bad. I get <laughs> to play video games now. So, no, the N64 was a game changer for me. So Yeah, for a lot I of have us. To, I had to include that. Yeah.
0: Me, like, yeah, there's, there's a bunch. I mean, I've been very lucky to have some great gifts there. But, like, some that I always remember well are when I would get Lego at um, Christmas. And I remember mm-hmm. w- at least one year my parents made us like wait like at least half an hour, if not an hour in between gifts. But I was I was very okay with that because it was like huge Lego set and I just wanted to construct them and build Mm. and play with them. So I remember time just flew by like, Oh, it's time to open another present. Like I'm good, but yeah, no, so Lego for and I remember specifically I got the Chamber of Secrets one year, so that was a huge one. Yeah. And um, Went
1: under the castle.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I yeah. never got the castle itself. And I remember oh. that was a thing that you could put the two on top. I'm like, where's the castle? But no, I'm just kidding. But, um, th- anyways, no, the chamber was unreal. And uh, the like probably the one I remember the most being important and impactful is because it's my one of the best gifts and also one of the worst gifts the same year. So I'll just tell the full story. Okay. It was in 2006. And at this point still a big Lego guy, like, I want to get toys and video games and stuff for Christmas. I don't want clothes. Lo and behold, every single gift I open are clothes. Corduroy pants, a knit cardigan sweater. Don't get me wrong, if I get that today, I'm pumped. In 2006, not so much. So, I'm just going through these like, praying one of these is going to be something fun that I can play with. Like, give me a GameCube game, give me Legos, give me something. Kept Opening socks, boxers, whatever—you get the picture. <laughs> By the last box, again, close. My brother and I were devastated because it was the same thing for him too, and we were like, I think, crying. <laughs> it was brutal. And then my parents swooped in with one more gift. It was a box that opened up with a little piece of paper that said, and that was the year that the Wii was the was released. Oh, so it was okay. a piece of paper that said. We couldn't get you a Wii this year, but it is coming. You're going to get one, essentially. Like, a promise that it's coming. They're out of stock, whatever, but you're getting one. So that kind of gave us a 180. Like, okay, at least something better is coming. And then we we're, I think we were still down or something. And then my parents were like, all right, just go downstairs. And there was the Wii already uh, set up, and we just lost it. Complete euphoria awesome. in a full <laughs> 180. And uh, that's, like, I think the best... Christmas experience coupled with the worst as well. So, yeah.
1: I love that your parents did that, Eric. That's epic. Like yeah. that, the build up, like the, will disappoint them a little and, <laughs> yeah. and build it up and say it's coming, and then it's already installed. Little did they know it would love lead it.
0: to tears. But I think the payout, <laughs> the payoff was <laughs> worth it.
1: That is worth it. Absolutely worth it. That's genius, actually. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah i got a one big lego set every year too like one of the the huge boxes and that was always the highlight just build just build building the lego was more fun half like just as fun as playing with
0: it for sure
1: and i remember like i i've gotten a lot of good gifts too i could list them off but like the mo the essential ones were the n sixty four and the lego so a uh, worst gift quickly like i've gone the worst gifts and i'm not gonna say specifically because you know my mom's listening (laughs) to this and maybe my sister but like it's stuff that i get it i forget i own it and i throw it out the next year could be a book uh, could be board game clothes i don't know clothes that i've never worn before Mm -hmm. maybe i was too young to receive fancy clothes like that like you said i'd be happy to get it now Mm -hmm. because i hate shopping for clothes but not when i'm a teenager right pretty much the worst gifts is gifts that i don't really use yeah. What about you, Eric? Yeah,
0: it's the same for me, too. Like, I've gotten clothes later mm-hmm. on, even when I was a little older, like, maybe later teens that I didn't appreciate at the time. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, my mom was ahead of her time in knowing that I would like it eventually. Yeah, I remember she got me some pants, like, different colored pants that I didn't yeah. like at the time, and then maybe, like, two, three years later, what do you know? I'm buying pants with, like, different colored pants, you know? So Yeah, like red or... it's Exactly. Yeah. Like, I just wasn't there yet, and it's, it's a, it's a damn shame, but hey, we all have our own uh, paths and um, journeys to get us to the point where we need to be, and we can't always be at the point other people think we are when we're not there yet, so yeah, life is a journey, yeah, I mean, um, that would be gifts for me, like, don't need to keep going on them, There been a, a lot of good ones, so. And it's,
1: that's part of a tradition which we can start talking about, like, like, I'm really curious, like, I've, I think I know, like, just knowing you all my life, Eric, or all, like, the traditions your family has, but I'll, I'll let you talk about that. But one of my, one of mine that I, and this year is the first time I've actually missed it, so it's a little sad, but decorating the tree with my mm. sister, I did that every year, except for this year, because I don't live at home anymore, but that is, like, one of my favorite things to do, and I, I don't even know if my parents or sister know that, and I don't tell them that enough, but... I just love spending time and doing that. It's just a peaceful moment and it's fun. Mm-hmm. So
0: underrated, decorating the tree. Yeah. On that topic, actually, before we get into like favorite memories and traditions, are you a fake okay. or a real Christmas tree family? Real. Okay, nice.
1: Now I have a fake one right now in my house because I, I I newly moved in and I just got it like a, like a foot a two foot tree. It's like two feet long, so. But I will be getting real one eventually. I'm a real. Real is the way to go, in my opinion.
0: I agree. It's just like the experience going out with your family and find like obviously it's not about really finding the best tree out there. It's just really being out together and spending mm-hmm. time. Like in years past, we, like when we were, when we were really younger, we did like snowball fights at the same time. Like always a classic. I love that. We have a fake tree here as well, there, which is still nice. Like we still get the, at least to decorate a decorated tree there, but definitely more yeah. of a real tree. For sure.
1: Yeah, like, I and I knew about that. I knew your family did that, and I wanted to, like, ask you more. Like, that must be so much fun. Just, like, you, do you remember a time where you didn't do that? You must remember that. You're, like, you don't remember a time where you haven't done
0: that, right? No, we didn't go last year, actually. Because oh, okay. of Simba, well, we, we didn't get a real okay. tree. And it, it just okay. didn't line up. Like, we didn't have any time where we were all free. Like, Zach was still in Rochester. Right. So, would when he came back, it would have had to be super close to Christmas and by that point it's slim pickings right so and we didn't want a real tree with our dog so yeah fake tree last year and different vibes but no we went this year and it was super fun like good fresh air so that's definitely one of my favorite Christmas traditions as well and decorating like you it's the same ornaments every year, but it's always the same feeling looking at them again. Like, Oh yeah, this was you when you were one and two, your third Christmas, whatever. And then there's the other like little ornaments, like sentimental value. Right. So exactly. Exactly.
1: And I always crack the same jokes. Like I find the same ornaments that are funny and I always say the same jokes. And there's one I made in workshop class in grade nine that we still hang up like it's like a wooden candy cane. And I always crack the same jokes about it. And I don't know. It's just like, it's the nostalgia and reminiscing that I like about it.
0: Yeah. And that's something that Andy and I want to do is like get something from our trips, like an ornament from our trips going forward and just add on to our tree. Like we have one from Alaska. We have a wolf from Alaska, which is unreal. And we got, when we went like on um, dogs, sleds, like they pulled Uh us on the sleds there.
1: That's a great idea, Eric. Yeah. Collecting from all over the world. That's a phenomenal idea. Yeah. We have a few. And imagine there. that tree in thirty years or whatever, like with possibly thirty countries. I know you're an ambitious traveler, right? You wanna. You've already been so, in so to so many places. Took a
0: took a hit this year, then, but we'll bounce back hopefully <sighs> next year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. we have a Slytherin snake as well, which is sick. But that, that's not nice. from a country. That's just like we're Slytherin people, so. Yeah. Got gotta represent, and a few others. There. So it's fun. Like it's personal, right? Yep. Personal. So um, yeah, that's a big tradition for sure. A few others like before we get into like that was the second giveaway that we had was what are some of your favorite traditions and Christmas uh, memories? So I'll just rattle off a couple of mine as well like building Lego I had down there, playing with the new gifts, and toys and stuff. One obviously like more recently is like just having some drinks on Christmas, just chilling with mm-hmm. the fam, good times, and a big one that we do almost every year is we have an all-out Monopoly war. And it's it just gets extremely heated. There's no love lost in those <laughs> battles. And every trade that happens gets questioned by every single other person that wasn't involved in the trade.
1: <laughs> you guys are competitive, so I can imagine that Monopoly game.
0: It's yeah, it's been said oh. that we're we're pretty competitive. So <laughs> been told I'm very intense when it comes to games. So Oh yeah,
1: boy. You don't well, nobody likes to lose. I'm the same. I, I remember playing board games with you.
0: Yeah. Who wants to lose? I think
1: exactly. I'll just say one tradition for me and then we'll get onto the viewers, the listeners' qu- uh, submissions. Okay. Mine is just sitting down and I haven't missed this yet. It's just having a Christmas dinner with my family and my mom makes an all-out feast and we invite different people. Like the same people usually come. Not this year unfortunately, but that's okay. Um, but just sitting down, eating, drinking, and laughing, I just love that, and then playing like card games after yeah. best thing about Christmas, like we do it on Christmas Eve going into christmas, so okay. that 's that 's all I ask for, and i 'll get to do that this year too, so i 'm ecstatic eating good food with the people i love that 's that 's what it 's all about for me
0: that's it 's a big one for sure that 's mm-hmm. what christmas is all about it 's not necessarily about the it 's not about the gifts you know it 's about cherishing the ones you have with you and you're lucky to yep. have with you we'll get into the submission so the first one was from our cousin sarah so hers was family dinners with cousins so obviously that's like tough that we won't be able to do that this year we normally have a couple right like we'll do like a few families together and then everyone as well so that won't even though we'd be like maybe less than 10 people it's still not the year yeah. to be pushing no. the uh the boundaries at all so yeah. Sarah has
1: been coming to our house like every year for the for a long time now so I, I will be miss I will miss her dearly this mm-hmm. year
0: but yeah no that's a classic and like we're all pretty close to the same age now like all in our 20s for the like almost all in our 20s there so I'm sure. still in
1: my 20s yeah <laughs> yeah <true. laughs> well, I was of thinking it, of
0: you I was thinking more like Emma and Julia but oh, okay yeah. yeah no they're in their 20s so yeah we're all in our 20s now so crazy yeah. Except for Maddie's and Max. But um, so the next one was from our aunt, Tonica. So hers is decorating our mantle with the artwork that Sarah and Dylan painted when they were young. So it's very nice. Yes. Sentimental. Personal. And I think
1: I she may have posted a picture of that on her Instagram. She
0: did, yeah. Very nice yeah. artwork and family like pictures mm-hmm. of the couples. It was very nice. Santa making it. a quick cameo in there
1: isn't that like uncle pat if you're listening like that's an awesome beard yeah yeah keep it going great beard like, like
0: i commented on his pick that's the, that's the biggest feature we got in 2020 is we bagged santa claus on the pod <laughs> <laughs> So the next one was from actually. So I'm gonna read your submission, Zane, but you're not eligible for this draw. Cause already won. So congrats. But so his uh, submission was Christmas dinner with the family or the Advent calendar. Okay,
1: Chocolate. Yeah.
0: yeah. Christmas dinner. Obviously, that's a classic. Yeah. It's it's all about family at the end of the day, right? And the Advent calendar. I love it. We have one here. It's awesome. Chocolate every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's flying by. It's already at the time of recording. What are we? The 17th. So.
1: Oh, it's isn't it insane, Eric? December flew. Like
0: crazy. Like you said earlier in the episode, the year flew. Yeah, for me, yeah. yeah. You
1: too for you too, right? Yeah. So
0: the next one was from our uncle Pat. So yeah. he said gift giving, which is in his nature as Santa Claus. And gift <laughs> getting, which not really in his nature, but yeah, gift getting as well. <laughs> Milk and cookies. Uh, and
1: and and my my uncle Pat has this year I've received uh, because I moved out this year he gave me a gift on my birthday. It wasn't for Christmas but he painted me portraits for my wall and they're like the greatest thing I've, one of the greatest things I've ever received. That should have been my answer for greatest gift yes. ever received but it wasn't on Christmas but like I just can't thank him enough for that. So I understand when he says gift gift like he loves I I was over the moon when I got those.
0: They're sick. Sick paintings yeah. for sure. So the next one was from your mom, actually. Mary, Tom Mary. So she said Christmas stockings.
1: Okay, yeah. she She takes care of that really well. She... My Christmas stocking always has like the best stuff in it. And it's fully, lo- like the sock is like bursting. Oh, the sock is there's overflowing so m- for sure. Yeah, there's so much stuff in there. So, yeah. Oh, no, my mom. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: My mom holds it down for, well, everything really, but Christmas stockings for sure also are blessed. I know I'm getting that chocolate orange every year and yeah. can't thank nice. her enough. So the next one is from Krisin Ud. Her answer was Epic Christmas Brunch. Ooh. The next, like the next
1: day, when everyone's kind of waking up slowly and it's a uh, breakfast, uh, mm-hmm. lunch. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm usually so full from Christmas Eve, I don't eat till Christmas supper. You know.
0: Okay. No, we have like Christmas brunch as well. Like we have cinnamon rolls every Christmas morning. Like that's a classic okay. um, breakfast that we have, and then we'll have like it changes every year. Really, there what we're eating, like maybe a quiche or eggs, bacon, potatoes, and what have you. But cinnamon rolls is a classic. My mom actually baked us a batch for us here and they'll be heating those up the day before and devouring those on christmas day so yeah look forward to that the next one is from my brother zach so he said christmas eve bowling and pints so that's also Mm -hmm. another uh, tradition that we have we go and bowling often like the last few years we've been The five of us, and it's just always a really good time. Like, it's always a competition against my dad. And the guy's just an absolute weapon at bowling. Like we could be beating him up until the last frame and then he'll get like a turkey. So three strikes and win. Right. So it's always um, fun when we get to beat him, but it's just like all being together. And like, yeah, the pints are fun too, but it's fun to just play some bowling. And that's something we don't really do often, but we're actually going to do this year. So I'm excited. for that. no,
1: No, that's great. Keep it going. Yeah.
0: Nothing I for Christmas it, bowling. All
1: right. No, I was. is it like the five-pin Orleans bowling? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Not, I like that one a
0: not, lot. Not a fan of the 10-pin.
1: No, no, me neither. I went this year bowling there, and it was great. It was, like, empty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So the next one was from Felicia again. So she said, Christmas goodies on Christmas Eve. Ooh. Very good. Can't go Christmas, wrong
1: with that. Yeah oh the sweets and desserts is like that's when i go all out by the way like i i I try not to eat too much like junk food and stuff but christmas there's no restrictions for me drinks and candy and sweets galore
0: for me the classic for me is when we all get together like as a family at grandma's house or whoever's house right you already know matt's putting down like at least two full plates of (laughs) goodies (laughs) <laughs> like, Matt, you're only oh, having two plates. What's going on? <laughs> yeah,
1: I get that from my dad. He's the same. So, and no, not judgment for no that. Judging. Yeah, we're just known for that. No, I don't. Not, nothing to be embarrassed about. I eat a lot. What do you do?
0: Not at all. And exactly, that's the time mm. to really let loose. Yeah. And so the next one yeah. was from our grandmother, Grandma. Again, so her answer was La Réunion de famille du jour de l'An, mm. which is mm-hmm. always a classic. New Year's Day. You know, we get together. Each family prepares a, a song, and we'll um, do our performance. Sometimes yep. last minute, sometimes prepared in advance. You already know, Oncle <laughs> Alain is busting yep, out the guitar. <laughs> you got and <Mary's>, Maxim singing. <laughs> it's a good time. It's always fun.
1: Yeah. No, I know. I. You know what? I think I look back way more. Like I loved I loved it when I was a kid. But I think I look back way more fondly. Like, oh, I should have like, I should have been because it's not going to last nothing lasts forever right that's I should have cherished it more I cherished it but I should have like cherished it way more and been more like participated more maybe sing more like who cares if I embarrass myself yeah. we're all family who cares like I should have just went all out be less shy
0: and that's maybe something to apply like just to life in general not even just yeah. with your family like especially with your family shouldn't care about what they think but even everyone else like why do we care so much about what everyone
1: thinks I mean, but oh that's a, that's a huge topic right there yeah Maybe for another time. Exactly.
0: Keeping yeah. it keeping it light this episode. But, yeah, no, I agree 100%. I don't know why, like, me me too. Even though, like, I still think it participated enough in the singing, but it, it mm-hmm. should have been every year, like you say. Like, even if yeah. it's, like, you look like a fool up there, it's just, even when we did look like fools, it was always funny and grandmother yeah. lo- enjoyed it and was, happy that, was mm-hmm. just happy that we all participated. So, yeah, I agree with you on everything you just said. So, the next one was from the homie Martin Chevrier. His answer was Christmas movies with the fam, as well as World Juniors. Ooh,
1: World Juniors, yeah. That's always on TV during that time for me, so, and Christmas, yeah. I mean, the World Juniors, it's like, it, to me it's like a bonus, you know. It's like, I can live without it, but it's, it's actually nice to like tune on the TV and watch great hockey. It's some of the best hockey ever, right, mm. other than uh, NHL playoffs. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, for me it's the hockey I'm the most invested in other than like the wow. playoffs. Like I'm even if it's not my team in the playoffs, I'll be really invested, but World Juniors I'm always extremely invested because it's Canada. And I do right. follow a lot of the like junior players in their respective leagues. So mm-hmm. I know the players and like I'm, I'm I have expectations of them and like this year going into it, like we have a pretty stacked team on paper and I, I just I absolutely hate every other country during these two weeks I just get so into those games I'm like yelling every time the other team scores and going ballistic when Canada scores so I can't wait for World Juniors especially that we haven't had hockey now in a little bit especially as Sens fans it's it's gonna be like 10 months now since we've seen them lace up so I can't wait for World Juniors and obviously Christmas movies we've touched on so thanks Mark the next one was from Bassam so his answer was Boxing Day which you know it's a it's like a solid controversial answer. very but i don't think they celebrate christmas as much oh, so okay. but that's what i thought as well on on the spot but you know it has its perks i remember i bought pokemon fire red on boxing day what whenever year it came out in and like that's my go-to boxing day like went to the mall bought fire emblem and no, um pokemon fire red Red.
1: i love buying stuff too on boxing day
0: that's zeller's like i
1: love shop yeah i love shopping and my highlight was when i was building my movie collection going to walmart when the doors open and picking up like i bought like 40 movies one year i just had like 40 blu-rays in the cart they were like dirt cheap four or five dollars each i'm like i'm just going all out i don't care we're using all the money i got with for christmas nice and i do that every year until like now it's there's nothing I really need. It's That's when I was building the collection, like building it from ground from the ground up. And when Blu-rays, pretty much when Blu-rays were introduced and I had zero Blu-rays, I'm like, I need to like build a foundation and get all the classics. So those, those were some good times, going to Future Shop or Best Buy, Walmart, all the, the HMVs, mm-hmm. which like aren't around anymore. Now it's mostly online for me though. Mm-hmm. Like there's no rush for me to go grab something at the store with the crowds.
0: Yeah, especially nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Right. Boxing Day. Controversial, but underrated. So the final submission was from my mom, and her answer was playing games on Christmas Day. Touched on it. Nice. Obviously, Monopoly's a big one, but we also play other games, like maybe a bit of beer pong in there. Like, we like that stuff. <laughs> and um, like other stuff too. There, uh, Card games. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Games are essential. Yeah. Like, it's a yes. good family time that we don't really, we don't play card or games that often together. So... Christmas is the time that we're all together and that we take advantage of it
1: and and, yeah and and Eric like tell me if I'm wrong but like you guys you don't play a lot of board games but every time they get busted like they get brought up at Christmas it's like you've never forgotten you've never left it you know exactly how to play it and nothing's forgotten you're like right
0: back into the game and
1: you're good to go no refresher needed no refresher yeah
0: yeah we played life actually the other, (laughs) other day that was it was a while ago but I hadn't played life in I want to say like a half a decade at least if not a decade. It'd been so long and picked it up right away like you know what pet you don't yeah. want, you know what house the you one want, with the what one job eye. you want and oh it's good times. Monster's Inc edition life actually. That's it. What's the a,
1: name of the pet in Monster's Inc life that you don't want? The Jake one with the one the eye, right? snake. Jake <laughs> the one-eyed snake. I still remember that.
0: That $500 rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh god good uh, times it's
0: good stuff yeah no games are super important to play and like yeah obviously it gets heated but at the end of the day it's just a fun competitive time that you're all together
1: those are some great submissions actually some i didn't even think i would hear so
0: yeah, and that's the beauty of doing these instagram mm-hmm. polls so thank you everybody for your submissions without further ado i think we can do our second giveaway You've waited long yep. enough, we're, we're, deep, we're in the back end of this episode, so without further ado, let's see, 11 submissions, only one to rule them all, and the winner of the second giveaway is, oh, <laughs> my bro, Young Z. <laughs>
1: wow, congratulations, Zach. I congrats, Zach. Wow. Get in contact with your brother. Yeah, he'll get in contact with me, and
0: uh, we'll we'll make it happen. So, congrats, Zach. Congrats, Zane. Text me up, and we will get you your merch as soon as possible. So, again, thanks everybody for the submissions. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty much what we had uh, prepared for the Christmas special. So, thank you everybody for listening. We um, before we let you go, we'll just give you a little sneak peek of what's to come in 2021. So episode 51, big episode, guest still in the works for finalizing the contract to get him on there, but we should have a, a strong guest for you on that one, so I won't say anything just to, in case that doesn't happen, but anyways, it should happen. So the next episode we'll be doing will be the first episode of 2021, so we'll be doing a top 10 hip-hop albums of 2020, which has been a very interesting year for hip-hop, I think because. For the majority of the year, all these artists have just been cooped up in their labs, creating, coming up with new songs and albums. And I've been sitting on a lot and are, have released a lot of really good content that they're waiting to tour with eventually when they can. So there have been a lot of really strong albums that it's been tough for me to narrow down my top 10. Personally, like, obviously I have a couple of albums that I know exactly where I'm slotting. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited to share that list with you. There's some albums that you definitely won't be surprised at to hear from me, but others I know for a fact you will not be prepared for, so I'm excited to talk about those with you.
1: This is going out of my comfort zone, this show. I would have said that two months ago, but I've been doing my quote-unquote homework for about two months now, and I'm going to get more into this at the beginning of that episode, but like the journey of preparing for this show that we're going to do has been Phenomenal, and I'll leave it at that, and get more, I get into it more in episode fifty-one. Okay. But like, it's it's been a heck of a time, and like, there's a reason why I'm excited to do this show because I I have lots to say, and yeah, we'll just keep it
0: at that. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your list, and uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll have a good a good conversation about it for sure. Should be it'll be good for sure. So yeah, that's the first episode we're dropping in 2021. The next one we'll be doing is at the time recording, we're waiting on the finale of Mandalorian. So. We'll be doing a full Mandalorian show with a fan-favorite guest. The homie Derek Gregoire will be making his highly anticipated return of the pod fifth appearance. So that'll be in his intro again. Get to hear that one again. So, yeah, very excited to have him back on. Always brings the the content for us. The Force Mm -hmm. is strong with him. So it'll be a good episode for sure. And we'll uh, also get into some other stuff like... The Star Wars Rebels series that ties into Mandalorian. So if you have some time and need a new show, you love Star Wars, I would definitely recommend watching Rebels because we'll be getting into that as well. We have a few Um, other guests that we're still like lining up. I mean, I don't want to say names before it's all finalized, but I'm excited. We'll be doing some different episodes. I can definitely say that. That will be... Obviously, you know you know movie episodes are coming. We'll be doing hockey again at some point, but we're going to be doing some stuff we've never done before. And Matt said comfort zone, and this is going to be outside of both of our comfort zones. So mm-hmm. I think two-episode preview is good for now. No, that's
1: perfect, Eric. So, you couldn't have said it any better.
0: Episode 50. What a ride it's been, and this is like our 24th episode of 2020. We've been wow almost extremely consistent with the biweekly weekly There was a few weeks that we, it was three weeks in between episodes, but that was kind of because of the uncertainty with COVID and stuff. But I'm Mm -hmm. super happy at the pace we've maintained. And I don't see us not being able to meet the two-week quota going forward for 2021. Mm -hmm. So again, I want to say thanks a lot to everybody who listens to the show and gets in contact with us, telling us what they think. And a lot of people have given me ideas of stuff for future episodes. And I'm definitely like I'm, I'm listening to your ideas and I want to incorporate them going forward. So keep it coming. And if anyone wants to come on the show and has a topic in mind, we're both super open and want to collaborate with people. So Matt, 25th episode, congrats. Episode 50, we out cheer. Do you have any parting words for the listeners, Matt?
1: Well, just quickly to you, Eric, congrats on 50 because not a lot of podcasts reach 50. I would say the majority like fail after 10 or 20 like the the fact you've kept this going and it's a huge accomplishment Eric and lastly to all the listeners that I'm overwhelmed by like everybody that listens and gives feedback and just like participating in the question Eric posts on Instagram and and Facebook I'm just very grateful I guess is what I'm trying to say and just thank you all and you have merry christmas to everybody and happy holidays and I hope your 2021 I hope you all have a great year too and every like Best wishes to everybody. It's not more. Yeah, I could keep going, but you. I think everyone gets my point.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to just repeat what you just said, but again, I also want to say Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you can spend time with your family, however that looks or feels this year. I know it's been a tough year and been going to be a super different, weird Christmas this year there. But rejoice of what you have and stay safe, everybody. Love you all. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. All that fun stuff and um, talk to you in the new year peace
1: good stuff